Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. I am Sam Bushman, and this is Liberty Roundtable Live. This is the broadcast for January the 2nd in the year of our Lord, 2024. This is our two of two and the goal always is to protect life liberty and property to promote god family and country to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers we reject revolution unless it's a jesus revolution we stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth that's why we stand with the prince of peace it is a godly versus godless reality check ladies and gentlemen we were live that's right we were live on uh January the 1st, New Year's Day yesterday. Because we believe that you matter so much. We believe that you are our family. And we wanted to spend some time on New Year's Day with our radio family. You matter to us. Uh, And myself and Dr. Scott Bradley were together on the radio. Check out yesterday's broadcast. If you didn't get a chance to listen, please. Because we talked about uh, a couple of incredible uh, five-minute videos from Prager U. Dennis Prager. Uh... And a lady, um, let's see, what's her name? Peachy Keenan, I think is how you say her name. It's not a joke. Her name is Peachy Keenan. And she does a video for Prager University, PragerU.com. Uh, and they talked about a variety of topics. The first topic Dennis talked about is your parents don't deserve this. Uh, and he highlights how, you know what, the trend in modern times is for children to just jettison their parents, their adult children. Uh, and it's dangerous. And it's creating family rifts and trouble that people will regret. The new survey shows that three out of five people in America are alone and feel lonely. Yeah, National Public Radio NPR is shocked by that news. I'm not shocked by that news, folks. Because look at all that's being done. There's divisions on every side. Parents from their adult children. So children, grandchildren and grandparents being divided, denied visitation or the ability to see one another. Uh, you've got divisions in marriage, divisions in over politics. Uh, and what we really need, ladies and gentlemen, what we really need is this biblical call to serve one another in love. Yeah, you want to see where that is? It's in Galatians 5.13, okay, which basically says, for you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use it for your selfish reasons. Use it to love one another, to serve one another in love. How then do we practically live out these words? We highlighted Lowell Nelson last hour where he goes down to Mexico and serves. We talked about Larry McDonald and the great work he did and Ron Paul and others who have served in Congress as literal statesmen and women, Uh, not those who are on the take or on the gain or whatever you want to call it. They're in it for the right reasons. Uh, We talked about 2023, a year in review about how we've been so relentlessly attacked But the key is we look forward to 2024, I'm calling it 2024, a year of hope and clarity, ladies and gentlemen, a year of hope and clarity. That's a really important focus. 
I want to know who puts together kind of a slogan for the year like we do on the radio. It's a year of hope and clarity in 2024. Why? Because it's an election year. Right? All right, we talked about the powerful earthquake in Japan that triggered tsunami warnings and everything else. Several people have been killed in that. And our prayers go out to those people that are suffering uh, in Japan. We also talked about, have you seen the movie Windwalker? It's a 1981 Western film. Check that out. If you haven't, watch the movie. You can also read the book series. The movie was created loosely from. We talked about this wife, mother. She calls herself a domestic extremist. Her name is Peachy Keenan. And she does a video for PragerU.com. And she talks about women. It is time to not fall for the lies that will leave you lonely, that might leave you destitute. Uh, that, look, embrace the role of a mother. Embrace the role of a wife. Become a domestic extremist, which really, she highlights, isn't extremist at all. Rather, it's normal. They're just calling it extremist. And so she's embracing the modern-day language to highlight the point. But she wants us to be normal which is there are God-ordained traditional roles for males and females. There really are. And to pretend there's not is a lie. All right? There are traditional roles for male and female. Remember that because it's critical to understand. We talked about that all in hour one with Dr. Scott Bradley yesterday on New Year's Day. In hour two, we started out and talked about the battle lines are drawn. Godless versus godly is the topic. And really, that's the deal. And they are trying to destroy everything we hold dear and attack the traditional God-ordained family, the fundamental unit of society. And the headline says the data is in. These are the gayest states in the United States of America. And this is where adults 18 through 24, 25 through 34 identify as gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, etc., Harold Hutchison over at Daily Caller brings this research to our attention. Thank them for their work over there. But the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C., I call it the District of Criminals, has the highest percentage of gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, queer plus individuals in the United States. And that was based on a, uh, I don't know what you call it, a UCLA study released in December. That's where that information comes from. In the nation's capital, 14.3% of the population identify as gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, that kind of stuff. 14.3%. It's huge, the number. The states of Oregon, Delaware, Vermont, and New Hampshire, surprisingly enough, also topping 7% of their populations identifying as LGBTQ. Um, the study in that case was by what's known as the Williams Institute at the University of California, Los Angeles. So they're doing a lot of research down there uh, and, and they're finding out this is the information. This is very, very concerning. The study estimated the total population of gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, and queer individuals is 13.9 million, just say 14 million people, which is roughly 5% of the United States population, according to The Hill. 
Wow. An estimated 1.55 million people in California are LGBTQ, giving it the largest population of any in the nation. Well, it's probably the most populous state, so that makes sense as well, right? But they say Texas also has a huge gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, queer population. Over one million individuals in that state. While Florida and New York each have, they say, well over 850,000 LGBTQ people in it or in them as well. Um, the study really highlights that Pennsylvania and Ohio each have more than 550,000 LGBTQ individuals in their states. That's according uh, to this study as well. With Michigan, Illinois, Georgia, and Washington state also reaching the top 10. Uh, That kind of rounds out our group of whatever. And you look at that and you go, that's where this agenda is. Now, the study estimates that 35.9% of the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender folks are in the South. Which starts uh, including Texas and Florida and reaches all the way up to Maryland and Delaware. That's 35.9% of the population in that huge southern kind of region or whatever you want to call it. 24.5% live in, they say, the West, which includes California, Hawaii, Alaska, and Colorado. That's a, just kind of a scary number, if you will. The Northeast, which includes New England, New York, and Pennsylvania, has 18.5% of the population, while the Midwest has 21.1%. So, you know, they're spread throughout the country pretty well. It all depends on, uh, you know, how many people are in the region. I don't know. You know, I haven't done all the work about the regions in terms of sheer populations versus their percentages. Uh, but it's kind of interesting that it's concentrated uh, in e- either uh, the poor communities and or the super educated communities. Uh, young adults from 18 to 24 are the most likely to identify as gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender with 15.2%. Think about that. Um, claiming to be part of the uh, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender community. 18 to 24, 15 plus percent. While 9.1% of them are 25 to 34 age group. Wow. Um, they say that's 8.7 million of the 14 million, basically, that are involved in this identification or lifestyle or whatever you want to call it. Go ahead and skip the break for me, if you will. Okay, we'll skip the break. Uh, but anyway, what an interesting study that's been released. And it's not just uh, the University of, of California doing this or whatever, or L.A. or the, the, There's research all over the place about this. And you see that more and more and more generationally, uh, we're turning to be a gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender population. Uh, in the 18 to 24 group, it's 15%. In the 30 or 25 to 34 group, it's 9%. As a whole nation right now, it's 5%. It used to be 1% or 2%. It used to be considered a psychological disorder to be same-sex attracted, to um, be transgender, and all these different things. 
And what's interesting to me about all this is what's causing this huge shift to some would say, again, it's a debate. Is it nature versus nurture? What is it? Are you born with this or are you, uh, you know, attracted to this or somehow uh, manipulated into this? You know, we don't know all the causes. Everybody claims they know, oh, they were born this way, they claim. They don't have evidence or proof of that. Others say, no, they were taught this way. Uh, you know, the media is pro this agenda. Society, government is pro this agenda. Remember, government got into marriage in the beginning. The federal government got into marriage in the beginning for racist reasons. They didn't want black people and white people marrying. That's the reason the federal government got into marriage. They're racist. I don't think the federal government should be involved in marriage at all. But somehow we say the federal government now can mandate same-sex marriage. What, what, what havoc will the government wreak in the future uh, is the real question. But as we look ahead in 2024, a year of hope and clarity, we need to realize these attacks on God. In anything that's God-ordained, they attack. So sex is awesome in every situation that, that is not ordained of God. If you have a male and a female who commit to one another in the sacred bonds of marriage, who are, you know, employ sexual relations only with one another as God outlines, in other words, follow the commandments of God, that's like weird stuff. Like weird, all they're going to do is create a baby and overpopulate the world, and it's horrible, they say. But anything that then turns that God-ordained appropriate behavior on its head is welcomed and celebrated and promoted. We, the greater majority of Americans, our greater numbers can pay off. We, the people, need to literally double down, triple down, whatever word you want to use for this, and really start to say, hey, what matters to us? What do we want to focus on? And it needs to be the protection of God, family, and country, folks. When they attack God, they're saying nothing God, you know, teaches is true or good or right or okay. In fact, if you back the beliefs of God or what God or has ordained, then somehow you're a bigot, you're a hater, you're a anti-Semite, you're a whatever, a, a massage, you're, you're, you're just somehow a bad guy, a bad girl, whatever, unacceptable. But we need to stand up for these godly principles. Okay, the family, same thing. If everyone was gay and lesbian, if it turned out to be 100% of the population, you would have no children. You would not have an next generation. This is Satan's way of thwarting the plan of God Almighty. God's purposes are fulfilled when we do what he asks us to do. There's a commandment in the Bible that says multiply and replenish the earth. That has never been rescinded, folks. Having children is not evil or bad. It's a good, wonderful thing. It's a God-ordained thing. He didn't say, oh, well, we won't have enough. He won't say, he didn't say, oh, we're overcrowded. If you don't believe me, drive from, say, Montana to Texas. And you tell me how much the world is full of people. Do it. I, I, I kid you not. Drive from Canada, uh, the border of Montana or whatever, all the way to Texas. And then drive uh, west or east to, uh, west to east from California, say, to Florida. Or, you know, pick your plate, pick your, and you'll see that there's so much open space, so much ability to, to have more and do more. And every time we think we have a food crisis and we can't feed ourselves, God 
delivers the ability for us to, to somehow have more technology, more capabilities, deliver more food. Uh, my uncle was a farmer in Idaho, and he would spend in his later years, he's now passed away, but he would spend his later years going to foreign countries and teaching them how to farm and helping them understand how, how to really you know bring the water and and do all that it takes i'm not even an expert in this but he would he would uh, be an educator on behalf of the united states government as a volunteer to go to those countries and teach them how to feed themselves and how to farm and how to we know so much we have so much every time we think we're we're uh, at a stalemate or a problem god says in the bible and he delivers there is plenty and room to spare and i believe god in this and I hope you do as well. That's not a specific, you know, theological view. It's a general view that God is in charge. He has not left us. He has not forgotten us. We are his children and he loves us. And so whenever things are godly, we need to embrace them. Whenever things are godless, we need to reject them. You are going to see, and I'm predicting this right now. You write it down. You are going to see a clarity like you've never seen before. Uh, it used to be mixed up. You know, oh, my gosh, my son or daughter or my friend or somebody uh, is gay now. How do I love them uh, and, and support them as a person? Uh, but I got a problem. I can't support that lifestyle. I don't believe in it. How do I work through that? And we're learning that we can love people and be kind, but we don't have to give up our beliefs and our viewpoints to do so. I can believe that a gay lifestyle is sinning and wrong and evil. I can hate the sin, but I can love the sinner. And I can be kind and genuine and patient. And we, we're going to get a year of hope and clarity for 2024. You're going to start to learn more and more and more about how to decide these things. Hopefully you pray to God Almighty and ask for revelation and guidance. If you lack wisdom, ask of God and he will give unto you liberally. That's in James chapter 1, verse 5, where he teaches us that, you know what, we can go to God and ask and he will provide guidance. He won't get mad at us or angry with us because we don't know. He will reward us with answers to our prayers. That's a promise biblically that God gives each of us. And so we need to stick with that, trust in his promises. And we need to realize that 2024 is going to be a year of hope and clarity. I have hope that we can make decisions that will preserve the supreme law of our land, the Constitution, that will preserve the principles that made this country great, that will start to clarify for Americans to clearly understand the culture war and what's godly and what's godless and learn how to choose betwixt the two and learn how to turn towards the godly every time. It isn't about me being right and you being wrong. It's not a matter of who's right. It's a matter of what's right. It's not something that we just simply um, you know, take on uh, on a whim. We can use God's guidance. We can use the fundamental unit of society, the family that God ordained as our platform, our standard. We can gravitate to that standard with humble hearts and willing hands to defend it, protect it. This will be a year of hope and clarity in 2024. I don't know who will be president yet. I don't know if uh, Donald Trump is going to prison or going to become the president. Neither or both. I don't know those things. I can't read the future. I don't have a crystal ball. But what I can tell you is that the battle over the hearts and minds of people will increase. Uh, biblically, they talk about the wheat and the tares growing together. Well, you don't know who's who. You don't know what's what. You're confused. That is starting to go away. 
you are starting to realize what the truth is, who's who and what they stand for. The truth shall set you free. We are learning more about the keys to happiness and what it takes. We've known all along, but it's being brought back in a very fundamental, very clear way. And the best news of it all for 2024, a year of hope and clarity, is that we have the ability with very little money now. I mean, we run these radio networks and the work that we do on shoestring budgets compared to some of these people. But you know what? Our impact is immense. And I'm not trying to tell you that I'm popular or important. That isn't the issue. What I'm telling you is our reach is amazing. The work that we're doing shows we're right over the target with the attacks we're receiving. It's negative when, you know, you get death threats. It's negative when you get reported to Congress as the nexus of hate and anti-government and domestic threat and terrorism in America. It's negative when you're asked, hey, investigate Congress. Uh, asks uh, on the congressional record, hey, investigate these people and, and, and government partners with these organizations and, and points the turret at people like me. It's sad and it's difficult, but you know what? Jesus set the standard. They hung him on a cross. And he said, when you pick up your cross and follow me, you know what? If they've done it unto you, they've done it unto me also. We know that following Christ is not an easy road. We know that it'll be fraught with peril. Uh, and difficult, and we know that it will be uh, dangerous. We know that it'll be um, hazardous, physically, mentally, and everything else, but we also know the rewards are great. Nothing worth having is easy. And so in this 2024, a year of hope and clarity, we have hope in Christ, and we gain clarity about his teachings every day. And our ability to spread that word and share that love in a meaningful way has never been easier, never been better. You know, I had a righteous person once tell me, Sam, that you'll preach the gospel to the whole world, that you'll share the principles of liberty, the principles of, of Jesus Christ. You'll share them with the whole world. And this was before I got into radio, and I just thought, how on earth could that ever happen? And I was told, I was assured that, yes, it would happen. And now I speak... Believe it or not, in my little teeny radio studio that I built uh, on pennies, and the whole world can listen. And the archives are available to listen. Even five, ten years after the fact, people can go to libertyroundtable.com or lovingliberty.net, and they can download and listen to my words. You can hear what I had to say on Christmas Day 2024. or I'm sorry, on New Year's Day 2024 and the day after today, right now. And you can put that together and you can start to realize that, look, Sam is really speaking out about everything that relates to the culture war. And he's not doing so negatively. He's got a year in review for 2023. He's got to look ahead with hope and clarity for 2024. Yeah, this is what we focus on. This is what we spend our time on because we believe this is where the solutions are. This is where the answers are. This is where hope is found in Jesus Christ. You cannot separate religion and morality from liberty. The author of liberty is the Prince of Peace, Jesus Christ. And it is through him. Now, what if you don't believe in him? You say, Sam, I don't believe in Jesus Christ. I don't. You're fine. That's okay. We support your freedom. But we need you to understand the principles that make societies safe and free. Uh, the Ten Commandments are a great grand key to civilize every civilized society has the Ten Commandments as their 
I don't know what you want to call it, map, their course that, that, that charts their way. And when they violate those principles, those commandments, they start to fall from a civilized society to an uncivilized, animalistic type of situation. You go study it to a, to a reality check in any historical review you can find. That is indeed the case. When we come back, Chuck Norris wrote an article I want to talk about. It all relates to your happiness. We'll do it in seconds on Liberty Roundtable Live. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm John Schaefer. President Biden and First Lady Jill Biden are delivering a New Year's message to the nation. Well, my hope is that everybody has a healthy, happy, and safe New Year. In a pre-recorded interview on ABC's Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve with Ryan Seacrest, President Biden expressed his optimism, stating that he wishes for everyone to recognize that the United States is in a better position than any country in the world to lead the world. The conflict between Israel and Hamas persists in the Gaza Strip. An Israeli forces spokesperson has indicated that the military offensive in Gaza might extend throughout 2024 as their forces prepare for an extended period of combat. Tensions in the Middle East escalated over the weekend when U.S. helicopters engaged in gunfire with Iran-backed Houthi rebels in the Red Sea. Meanwhile, Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu remains firm in rejecting any calls for a ceasefire between Israel and Hamas. Tsunami alerts have been reduced in areas of Japan that were heavily affected by a significant magnitude 7.5 earthquake and subsequent powerful aftershocks. Residents in certain regions of west-central Japan have been taking refuge on elevated terrain as the recent earthquake-induced minor tsunamis. Various locations have reported damage, and local hospitals are actively providing treatment to the injured. California is making history by becoming the first state to provide health insurance to all undocumented migrants. Governor Gavin Newsom expressed to ABC News that he believes everyone should have access to high-quality, affordable health care coverage, regardless of income or immigration status. With over 2 million undocumented immigrants in California, experts estimate that extending health insurance to this population will incur an annual cost of over $3 billion for Californians. And a fatal shark attack occurred in Hawaii, resulting in the death of a 30-year-old man swimming in the waters off Maui. This is USA News. President Biden recently released a massive $6 trillion budget, the largest budget in U.S. history. And guess who pays the bill? That's right, you, the American taxpayer. American citizens and business owners will be paying more taxes. That's a fact. And if you owe back taxes, they will be coming after you to collect payments. In fact, President Biden also hired thousands more IRS agents to go after you. If you got a letter from the IRS and you know you owe back taxes or you haven't filed in years, don't put your head in the sand. Call us today. We've saved our customers millions of tax dollars. One quick, free phone call will show you how we can reduce your past tax bill and save you thousands. Guaranteed, or you pay nothing. Call now. 800-511-6046. 800-511-6046. That's 800-511-6046. I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. 
As a teenager, I gave my first public speech in my church. My hand shook, my heart pounded. I thought to myself, I can't do this, but somehow I did. And because I wanted to talk about things that were important, I persisted. I chided my church as a senior in high school for not seeming to care about the not yet born, for looking the other way and for not taking a stand on life. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. Have you ever had great honey? No, I mean really good, all-natural, raw honey? Well, now you can, thanks to localhoneyman.com. We can ship out our locally made honey all across the U.S. So don't worry, you won't miss out. Plus, Local Honey Man has so many different flavors, like Utah Wildflower, High Desert Delight, Happy Valley, and Blackberry, just to name a few. So purchase your delicious raw honey today at localhoneyman.com. Do you treasure your liberty? Well, at LovingLiberty.net, we most certainly do. And we want to help protect your liberty, too. Become part of the family. Everyone knows that the core of any society is the family. Therefore, the government should foster and protect the integrity of its family. We the people. Won't you join us as a Loving Liberty sponsor to help us promote the principles in the 5,000-year leap? Let's restore the miracle that changed the world at LovingLiberty.net. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman on your radio. There's so much going on in the news, it's not even funny. It's amazing how much is really happening. Uh, I, I just have a hard time kind of keeping up with it all, but I try to bring forward all the things that matter the most to us. Okay. Uh, look, there's millions of stories. I'm just telling you, it's amazing. I watch uh, probably 50 or more news services. I read literally uh, the headlines of hundreds, possibly thousands of stories uh, in a given week. And I bring to you what I feel like is the most important, where you and I have an opportunity to make a difference, where you and I have the ability to be at the crossroads and use our greater numbers to, to influence society. Uh, I hope this broadcast acts as kind of a moral and a religious compass to point the way towards freedom and safety and liberty and stability. And that's why we're calling this broadcast today 2024, a year of hope and clarity, because we want to provide that to people. We want to give people that hope. And yeah, I know it just seems like the, the, the wheels are just falling off of everything. That's the way they want you to feel. It isn't even close to the truth. I don't know if you know that, but I, don't, I, I want you to understand that it's not the truth. It's not the truth at all. The truth is we the people can and will win this epic battle between the godly and the godless. If you're on the side of the Prince of Peace, you win. Okay, remember that. Now, the enemies of liberty don't want to admit that reality check, and it just irks them to no end, ladies and gentlemen, that I bring this up. It, it, they just cannot stand it. They don't know what to do. But I'm telling you that it matters. 
I am telling you that what we do makes a difference. And they can say we're tiny talk show hosts and we don't make any difference. But then why are we under such relentless attacks in all the mainstream press and all the biggest halls of Congress and everywhere in the world? Why are we so under attack if we're just nobodies that don't make any difference, that we just don't have any effect or don't make any difference or don't influence anyone? We're so tiny it doesn't even matter. You're preaching to the choir or whatever words they use. Why are we under such relentless and the most vile of attacks as well? Why? Because this is the year of hope and clarity. We can and will turn to God Almighty. And the Lord is really working and building his team, his people right now, to prepare for his return. The Savior will return. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what we Christians believe. And when the Prince of Peace returns, we want to be have a people ready and righteous to meet him. We want to be the the, the wise virgins, if you will, with lamp in our or, or with oil in our lamps. Not lamp in our oil, for heaven's sakes. With oil in our lamps, right? That's what we want to be, what we want to do. Well, so let's talk about how to do that and how to help you do that. I could go into a gazillion news articles and stories. I've got so many I can never get to them all even. I literally bring, I research and bring, you know, oh, man, I want to talk about these 500 this week. And I end up talking about 50 or 100 of them maybe at the most. It's just tough. How do you narrow it down? How do you focus? Well, like I say, I try to bring to you the ones that I believe have the biggest impact where we, the people, can get involved and make a difference. It's one thing to hear about something you have no control over. But then when you bring up what you do have control over, the game changes. Let me give you an example. We talked last hour about how to serve one another in love. And that is how we can live out these words practically in reality in our lives. We talked about um, the people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. The key is to get knowledge and use it wisely, right? Then we talk about shots fired on the U.S. Supreme Court. Well, you can't do anything about that. You're not there. We talked about New York explosion might be a terrorist act. Okay, you don't have any control over that. Bill Clinton identified 50 times in this Jeffrey Epstein release. You don't have control over that, right? But when you think about 2023, a year in review, and when you think about 2024, a year of hope and clarity, you begin to say, there's a lot I can do about those things. What can I do? I can turn to God and pray hard. Pray for our country. Pray for our leaders. Pray for Joe Biden. You say, what? Joe's the enemy. I know you're supposed to pray for your enemies. Right? So, you know what? I pray for Joe Biden. And in my heart and in my mind, those prayers are genuine. I pray to God Almighty in the name of Jesus Christ, or in the name of the Prince of Peace, that Joe will preserve liberty. You say, well, Sam, your prayers sure aren't working. I, I know it appears that way. But what would Joe be like without our prayers? Think about it that way. And what difference does it make when I pray? You know, is, is the difference palpable? Sometimes it might not be discernible. But it reminds me of a compass pointing true north. You know, if it's not pointing exactly north when you start out, it's not really that big of a deal, it seems. But if you go a long way, that little not quite true north takes you far off course, right? Well, think of it that way when it comes to what we're doing. When we pray for Joe Biden, when we pray for our government, 
We're not praying that they'll be evil. We're praying that they will turn aside from their evil. And I believe this this points us closer to true north on a compass. The more of us that pray, the more of us that live according to God's commandments and God's laws, the greater our strength and the greater our ability to point true north is. The more we become godly, the more we obey his commandments, the more we forgive one another, the more we show true love and serve one another, the more we, okay, the better it gets. And it might not be discernible at the start. Like I say, if you're a little little bit off on the compass, at the very start, it doesn't seem to make much difference. You look at the hinge of a door. And on one side, the hinge is a very small pivot. But on the other side of the door, it's pretty big. It's big enough to let a person walk through. Although the hinge is the size of your hand or smaller, right? Okay, it's that kind of examples that highlight what differences we're making. Well, Chuck Norris chimes in. You know, this guy's the master fighter, the filmmaker, the film guy. The, okay, Chuck Norris. And he writes an article for WorldNet Daily, WND.com. They're calling it an exclusive. And I want to respect that and support WND because they're great people. I don't agree with them on everything. They love Israel, for example. I'm not such an Israel lover. I don't hate Israel. I just don't think we ought to play favorites. I think as a country, uh, we need to basically do our very best to um, have diplomatic relations with everyone and reward behavior which is good and honorable and right, promote our principles as a light on a hill. That's what I think we're supposed to do, export uh, the Constitution. It should be one of our greatest exports to help nations know how to live free and chain down uh, out-of-control government, right? But Chuck Norris writes an article that has a title called Your Key to Happiness in 2024. It's an exclusive. Chuck Norris explains why our joy has been decreased over the last five decades. WND.com with this incredible article. And it's a long article. But Chuck Norris in summation has three main rules. Three rules to remember for 2024. Do you want to go ahead and skip that break? We're just too busy for breaks right now. Three rules to remember for 2024. Number one, don't buy that thing. You say, what? That's right. Don't buy that thing. Marketers know that if they can grab hold of your, quote, brain chemistry, and if they can get you into a state of, quote, economic consumption to where your decisions are driven by a pleasure more than utility, they can probably sell you something whether you need it or not. Next time someone promises you that you'll have inner happiness if you buy this or do this, you got to kind of step back for a second. Okay? Channel your inner monk, they say, and ask yourself, put in your mind six months later, will I really be happy if I have this or do this? It's a really important question Chuck asks. And and I really believe he brings forward something that really captures my mind. Um, It's really important. Think about that. We have got a buy and a spend mentality, right, in this world. And I believe it's dangerous. And uh, basically Chuck Norris is saying, look, don't buy that thing. Don't get caught up in just spending so much. I know they want you to believe the economy is all based on everything that you buy and 
do right. The next one is don't put your faith in princes or politicians. Amen to that. Don't put your faith in princes or politicians. Don't buy that thing. Those are two of them. For example, he complained here. He says, if I complain that government is soulless, in other words, not doing what they're supposed to, or a politician is making me unhappy, which I personally have done a thousand or more times, he says, it's the wrong way to go. He's saying, if you do that, you're saying that these people are supposed to bring you happiness. That's naive at best. Some of history's greatest tyrants have promised that somehow government or buying something or their actions will bring joy to you. It's a lie. In 1949, for example, the Soviet government promoted the slogan, quote, Beloved Stalin is the people's happiness. Few leaders have delivered more misery and death than Stalin. So he highlights this very clearly. Number three, he says, and this is critical, don't don't trade love for anything. Well, isn't that interesting? Don't trade love for anything. I couldn't agree with him more don't trade love for anything and he talks about how important love is he said i've referenced before in my columns about studies that refer to men followed hundreds of men who have graduated from harvard and princeton and yale and all these universities from 1939 to 44, etc., and then they follow these people through this big case study throughout their lives into their 90s. That's how old they kind of follow them. So you're talking about grown men that graduate from, say, Harvard or whatever, into their 90s. And the researchers wanted to know who flourished, who didn't, and the decisions that they made that contributed to that well-being or lack thereof, Right? And it's interesting what they came up with. The lead scholar on the study for many years was the Harvard psychiatrist, a guy by the name of George Valent. I think that's how you say his name, George Valent, who summarized the results in his book, Triumph of Experience. Here is his summary, says Chuck Norris. And it's interesting what he says. In its entirety, happiness is love. Full stop is what they say. The current director of the study, a psychologist by the name of Robert Waldinger, filled in the details about what that means. He said the subjects that reported having the happiest lives were those with strong family ties, close friendships, and rich romantic lives. That doesn't mean just sex with everybody. That means appropriate relationships with all in their lives. That brings happiness. So an appropriate relationship with a granddaughter if you're a grandpa, or a grandson if you're a grandma, 
appropriate relationship with your husband and wives, no matter which generation. The subjects who are the most depressed and lonely, they say late in life, listen, not to mention more likely to be suffering from Alzheimer's and or other health problems, were the ones who neglected those type of appropriate relationships. Put it on the altar of I've got to work. All right, whatever. What this means is, listen carefully to me. This is Chuck Norris. This is these educators that have followed these experiments for years to determine what happiness is. This is the experts, right? What this means is that anything that substitutes for, quote, close human relationships in your life is a bad trade. Think about that. Anything that replaces that is a bad trade. It will not go well. You will sacrifice happiness if you crowd out relationships with work, drugs, politics, or social media. It will not go well. The world encourages us to love things and use people. But that's backwards, ladies and gentlemen. Put this on your fridge, Chuck Norris says. Try to live the different idea. Love people and use things. And if love and romance are a path to true happiness, they find no pinnacle. No greater pinnacle, no greater purpose than our sacred romance, our relationship with God. The truth is all good things, including romance in relationships, come down from God. But those good things were never intended to fill our hearts or bring ultimate satisfaction. America's founders knew this, says Chuck Norris. That's why they connected the, the creator with our happiness in the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, endowed by their creator. With certain inalienable rights, these include life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is not coincidental that Thomas Jefferson, in his original draft of the Declaration, which is in the Library of Congress at Washington, D.C., you can go see it, by the way, began with the words, we hold these truths to be sacred and undeniable. Sacred truths, yes, Chuck Norris says. Scholars believe one possible for, source for Jefferson's thought and belief on that comes from the commentaries on the law that were from England. We're talking about Blackstone, right? Blackstone argued that God is so intimately connected, so inseparately woven into the laws of eternal justice relating to the happiness of each individual that the latter cannot be obtained by observing the former. In other words, you cannot have happiness without God. Then Chuck Norris finishes up and says, that's why in my New York Times bestseller, it's his book called Black Belt Patriotism, my closing chapter is on reawakening the American dream or helping people understand how our founding fathers really wanted us to enjoy life and experience life, liberty, and real happiness. The one constant in life 
is the same source that's highlighted in the Declaration of Independence. The Creator, our founders trusted in, not in the supply, but in the supplier. The giver of life, liberty, and property. Right? Don't put your trust in riches. Put your trust in God. Anyway, then he finishes up and talks about a man who studied personal happiness more than any other. Randy Alcorn wrote a book called Simply Happiness. And in that book, he says the fact is you have the key to happiness all along. God is with you now. And God was with you even in the hard times of 2023. The good news is we don't have to wait for a new day, a new year, a new resolution. None of those things to experience happiness. Right? You can have happiness right here, right now. Anyone who waits for happiness will never be happy. Are there better resolutions to make than spiritual ones? I don't think so. Anyway, he finishes up and says, My wife Gina and I wish you happiness today and in the new year and always. That's how Chuck Norris finishes his tremendous article. Why do I spend so much time on it? In its entirety, happiness is love. And if love and romance are a path to true happiness, then they find no greater pinnacle or purpose than in God. The truth is, all good things come down from God. This is really, really important stuff, in my opinion. And that's why I picked New Year's Day to highlight this whole thing. Chuck Norris finishes up, and I'm going to use this phrase that he uses exactly as he says it, because it's so spot on. Chuck Norris, in my opinion, genius in his delivery, faithful in his, in his uh, focus. Here he is. He says this. Chuck Norris, quote, the way I put it is, when you've got God, you've got the gold. And all you need to experience that is true love, happiness, and the American dream. What is he doing? Chuck Norris is doubling down on God, family, and country are the keys to your happiness. Close relationships when people serve one another in love, they have true happiness. And when they don't, and they trade things or whatever else, they lose the prize. And the penalties are great. All right? Three rules to remember from Chuck Norris. Don't buy that thing. So don't just get and spend and get and spend and get in this cycle thinking you're going to get happiness from it because you're not. Don't put your faith in princes or politicians. Put your faith in God. And put your faith in the people that you develop strong relationships with, that you can trust and that they can trust you, right? And the third one, don't trade love for anything. In its entirety, happiness is love. That is found in the relationships we build with one another. You can have love, different kinds of love for different people in your life. I love those who work with me. I truly do. They, they help me get on the radio and do such a wonderful job. I'm grateful for them. But my love is a pure friendship, gratitude love. It's not the kind of love I have for my wife. That's an entirely different love. 
which is an entirely different love than I have for the Savior Jesus Christ. That's more of a reverence, worshipful love, right? But happiness is true love in all its forms. And if love and romance are a true path to happiness, they find no greater pinnacle and purpose than in our sacred romance, our relationship with God, highlighting how important God is. There is no other way. The truth is all good things come from God. When you've got God, you've got the gold, says Chuck Norris. I could not agree with him more. What a brilliant column. And what a way to start out 2024, isn't it? Doesn't it give you hope and encouragement? 2024, I'm calling it a year of hope and clarity. Where we the people, our greater numbers are going to start to take back that which we hold sacred. That which we uh, call dear. I'm going to finish up with an interesting story. This guy is a college student, man. And he used an unusual tactic to snag his fiance. Guy's name is Greg Vandenberg. And Greg Vandenberg recruits a cop to lure his girlfriend into a marriage proposal with his lost wallet. So what happens is they called his girlfriend and said, hey, you know what? Greg's lost his wallet. Uh, we need to give it back. We don't have any uh, way to get a hold of Greg. Uh, and, and they kind of make an excuse of how they got to her. So she agrees to meet the cop. The cop comes and gives the wallet. And the next thing you know, Greg steps out of the cop car. The cop disappears. Uh, and he uh, asks her to marry him. And they call it an unusual tactic to propose to his girlfriend. And uh, he makes his proposal in private. And he asks her to marry him. And she says, oh, my gosh, yes. Relationships are the key to happiness, ladies and gentlemen. Relationships with God and those around you. And I end on that. The cops doing a great job. We always hear bad about the cops. Let's hear some good about the cops. And what they did, they helped this guy create an awesome marriage proposal. And now we're going to have another God-ordained family as a result. Don't you dig it? Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. It will be a year of hope and clarity for 2024, and we hope to lead the way on your radio. I am Sam Bushman. This is Liberty Roundtable Live, lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, share the love. God save the republic.